Welcome to episode 40 of Bad Reviews for Good Books. It's 40? Yeah, episode 40. Okay, so this week I got the reviews. And Ryan has an ice pack on his head. <laughs> it's hot up here. I got the reviews. Ryan doesn't know what the book is. And I'm not actually sure if it's a book you've read, but I know that you have heard of the book. The first seven are reviews that doesn't give away names and stuff. So if you don't okay. get it in seven, that's um, not good. <laughs> Edva says... I'm going to confess something. I didn't finish this book. I will never finish this book. I hate not finishing books. I really do. But somewhere in chapter 65, when I realized I was... Why'd going... you go? That's a lot of chapters. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't okay. sound like a kid's book. Fair enough. But somewhere in chapter 65, when I realized I was going to spend the next few hours listening to obnoxious rich people whine about money for no discernible reason, I just gave up. I bought the audiobook as motivation to exercise, and I'm pretty sure all it did was cause my joints to get weak, give me a massive eye infection, and provoke three continuous weeks of inhospitable weather. So needless to say, I've gained weight since I started (laughs) listening to this pointless crap. F. Some classics deserve to be forgotten about. What do you think that F means? The grade. Oh! I was like, is that a special way to say P.S.? Or she's like, F. Guesses. Let's see. So it's some sort of self-help exercise book. Sixty-five chapters. Is no, a lot. you didn't listen to that. She said she got the audiobook to work out. Oh, I, thought- I bought the audiobook as motivation to exercise. Oh, you're saying you think motivation, as in I'm interested in the book, so I'll exercise. Not this yeah. book is going to give me right, 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 right. This is Yuli. I'm going to read picture books or novellas now. So it's probably a really long. War and Peace or something. Nope. This is Anders. If I had been between 8 and 13 years of age, I would have appreciated this book. (laughs) I always think it's funny when people put age caps on it. So it's a kid's book with 65 chapters. (laughs) I deliberately made these confusing. (laughs) Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Nora said, best book ever. I'm seriously a bit concerned that I won't read a book as good as this ever again. This is the best book that I've ever read in my entire life. It's the best book ever, and I'll let you know if by some miracle another book gets close to or even better, lol, don't think so, than this book, best book ever in the entire universe. God must have possessed the author while he was writing it. (laughs) Most people will think I'm delusional when I say it's the greatest book ever. Why don't you read it and prove me wrong if you don't believe me? But maybe you will not have the patience, I think, because it is 1,461 pages long. This book is just better than life, better than air, better than everything in this world, except for food. Except for food. (laughs) Especially when you haven't eaten in a while. Okay, so the only things better than this book is being healthy and not being in physical pain. (laughs) (laughs) And that goes for the people in your life as well, that they have good health and stuff and are happy. Other than that, I think I will not expect much from any other book I read or any of the things life can offer, because you probably can't top this book. It encompasses life in general. Fight me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't want to go to the hospital, so can it just be a verbal fight? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't like fighting, so you can forget I said that. Knowing my Goodreads friends, they will read this book, and during the beginning, they'll be like, ooh, this isn't even good. (laughs) (laughs) The last part's the best part. Well, fine then, but just know this. We are not friends. If you insult this book, okay, just joking, you're my only friend, so I can't risk it. (laughs) I know that this (laughs) Your eyebrows just did that thing they do. So a one-star review. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. This person feels a little unhinged to me. I'm not sure what's happening. (laughs) At first I thought they were trying to be funny. 
And then I was like, oh, oh, the whole time no, they just... I mean, yeah. It might be one of those tactics where you do one star so people who don't like it will read. Do you know what I mean? And be like, oh, well, they love it, so I guess I do like it now. I think that when he said they will read the book in the beginning, they'll be like, oh, this isn't even good. Mm-hmm. I think that's the clue that Nora knows it's not good. No. I don't know. I don't know. I included that because I was really confused. I'm not sure what to make of this one. Okay, Nora, please let us know. I'm pretty sure this is tongue-in-cheek. This is Jade, but it's J-A-I-D-E, like J-D. DNF at 1%. Considering the length of this book, I'm impressed I made it that far. I am in the worst reading slump ever. And then Huck says, do you think it is entirely fair to score a book after reading only one hundredth of it? Surely better just to walk away and say nothing? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was caught up on you saying Huck, and I'm like, Huck? That was the guy's name. Oh, uh, yeah, but then I realized, okay, so. Ava says, bruh moment. Bruh moment. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It really has nothing to do with the book. <laughs> okay. A really long children's book? Or was that one just... It's not a children's book. Read this and you'll understand. (laughs) You won't know the book yet, but you'll be like, that's not a children's book. Jennifer says, I was forced to read this when I was eight. Also, I'm like, who's forcing? You must read this book. I almost said what the name of the book was. Far too traumatizing for an eight-year-old to read. Small children have very vivid imaginations and can visualize the scenes in the book with frightening detail. If you make your child read the classics, leave this one out or wait until they are around 16. Or even read the book yourself and decide if it's appropriate for your child. I refuse to watch the movie, nor touch this book again because of how disturbing it was. And I know I still have not forgiven my parents. That's sad. I said... What's the one about the kids killing each other? No. Lord of the Flies? Yeah. No, not that. That would have been a good... Sarah said, The movie is a lot tamer than the book, and it's much more Hollywood in how it plays out, if that helps at all. No, it doesn't help. So yes, it's a movie. An adult book that an eight-year-old could read and be traumatized by. Why? Okay. Yeah, but that other guy was like, if I read this between eight and 13, I would have loved it. So I guess it just depends on the person. <sighs> okay, so that first one, I feel like, gave the most information about it, but it didn't really say anything about it. Next. All right, well, tell me what you know already. I need to go back to the other one. You know that it's a movie. It's a movie, and it's an adult book, but kids can read it. Because it's a classic. I probably would not encourage kids to read this book. Anna Karenina. No. I've never actually even read that. Okay. What are the classics? So many classics. But go ahead. Just read. It's my Jennifer Coolidge face. What? I need a hot dog. Oh, please stop. (laughs) Please stop. Okay. Sydney said, I probably would have liked it better if I didn't have to do five projects on it, plus two group projects. And of course, they're due the day after AP World History Test. Yay! It was okay, though. I liked how smart Dante's was in planning his revenge. Mm. Dante's Inferno? No. And I'm pretty sure it's just Dante. I'll tell you this. It's a French name. So would you leave the S off? Le Miserable? No. There's no Dante in that. It's like (laughs) a 12,000-page book. I'm sure there's a Dante somewhere. Oh, did you just see it? No, I didn't see it. Because you still haven't gotten it. I thought from the name you would have gotten I it. learned that books are fun. No, read that again. I leaned that books are fun. <laughs> and then Vikram says, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I leaned that books are fun too. All right. This is, <laughs> read George's. George's review. Whew, lad, it's just bad. 
Wiu, wiu, lad. It's W-E-W. Wiu, lad. It's just bad. I'm wondering how you would pronounce that. You said woof, even though it's W-E-W. I did not say woof. I said phew. Okay. Woof. Phew is W-H-E-W. Phew. You can say W-E-W. Wiu, lad. It's just bad. Wiu, lad. It's just bad. I really thought you would have had it by now. Do you want some of my cold? No, thank you. <laughs> it's dripping on me. <sighs> Jessica says, well, then, that was definitely a book of many, many, many turns down very dark alleys <laughs> that really just needed to be trimmed into alcoves, if that. <laughs> so a really long, wordy classic that I may have read and that sometimes children read and do reports on, but you would not recommend that they do this. Well, that one girl said AP history or something. Is it a history? So. Is it a historical? No, one? no. I would say it's like maybe you could consider it historical fiction. So it is fiction. Yes, now I told you that. Ready for the next one? I feel like there has been nothing in here. There's not! There's not! (laughs) (laughs) It's like you were doing this on purpose (laughs) to make me look silly. All right. I had a question about this one. Read that. Sinclair said, I really, really tired reading this book. About 35% of the way through continuing to read felt like a chore. Do you think she's trying to say tried? Definitely. But then she she said... tired of reading. Okay. She said tried reading. Yeah, so I was was curious about that. All right. Should I just tell you? We'll keep reading that. Okay. Maureen says, most depressing book I ever read. Like the B, <laughs> book. the book, and ever. Capitalized. Yeah, which I was wondering. Do you say boring or depressing? Most depressing. You've read this? Yeah. Did you have to do a report on it? No. Was it in school that you read this? No. You read it on your own for fun? Yes. Recently? No. In fact, it's been years. I read it, I think... Earlier in my reading journey, so maybe like in my 20s, and I'm thinking now I might not like it as much. So you liked it. I loved it, yeah. And I have referred to it before in some of our podcasts. What? So I want all of you to see if you can figure it out, because if you can't, you're dumb, just like I am. It has nothing to do with dumbness. Oh, okay. I'm intentionally being vague. (laughs) Actually, well, I was intentionally vague on the first few, but now I'm... Now you're what? <laughs> well, no, no. There's no. no. The funny thing is, I thought it gave more clues, and I was just like, no, all of these are just really hard. No clues. <laughs> I know. Okay. No guesses. Here, no re- guesses. read this. Didn't find it enrapturing, except it says, <laughs> did I-N-T. Didn't find it enrapturing. That's Carter Reed's classics. How yeah. are you going to say enrapturing, but then not know how to spell didn't? <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things where you spell cool with... K-E-W-L. No, cool I don't think so. Didn't. Didn't. This is Elizabeth. She says, if you don't like the classics, you probably won't like this book. If you are an uncultured swine like myself, it's best to leave this book alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yet another one where it says it's a classic <laughs> okay. and that's all I get. <laughs> this is the worst. So you'll get it on this one, but... Wait, let me ask 20 questions. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I was going to say this is actually the last (laughs) review. (laughs) The last review? (laughs) This is going to be 10 minutes. but... We can have a 20-minute conversation. No, this whole thing is super long, this review. So I thought this would be the bulk. Okay, the bulk will be me trying to guess it, 20 questions. Yeah, you guess 20 questions, and then when we read this, you'll definitely know what it is. And then after we read that, and then we can talk about Nothing. life. <laughs> yeah. We'll, like, grab one of these books and start reading it. <laughs> 20 okay. questions. Oh, this will be fun. I'm By excited. the way, did we specify that Jade is the one that got these reviews? I'm not as experienced. All 12 of them. I'm not as experienced 
<laughs> so I make lots of mistakes. It's okay, it gives us lots of room to. It was more say than um. okay. Maybe it wasn't more than twelve. Go ahead. Twenty questions. Number one. Number one. Was it written by a man? Yes. <gasps> Sexist. I know. Number two. Was he white? Yes. <gasps> Jada. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> was he rich? Did uh, he own land? I literally have no idea. But if I had to guess, I would say likely. Did he die within the last 50 years? <laughs> I don't actually know. No, I, I would say no, but I'm not positive. Would you say it's contemporary of, like, Charles Dickens? <sighs> you make me look really dumb. <laughs> right well, now. You could say yes, and I probably wouldn't, it I, wouldn't mean it. I'll say yes. Yeah, I would say so. So that's five. All right, so super old and weird. Um, really long. You've mentioned it before. Um, is the protagonist a child? No. Is there more than one protagonist? No. So one. Well, one point of view. Yeah, I believe it is just the one. Okay, it's is, been years since I read is this. The main character a male? Yes. Does this book take place in this hemisphere? Yes. <laughs> America. Oh, no. I thought the hemisphere was just... Oh, oh well, northern hemisphere. I meant western hemisphere. Nor I guess there's northern and uh, yeah, southern Yeah, that's what west. I was thinking of. Yeah, so that was my dumb question. I meant, is it in the western hemisphere? No. Okay, so it's European, <laughs> Asian. Yes. <laughs> Here's 11. You're halfway through your questions. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to beat 40 so that we have more time. No. <laughs> take up more time. <laughs> no, I promise this will take a long time because we're going to have a lot of discussion. Okay. Number 11. 11. Is this... <laughs> Are there any fantastical... No. <laughs> totally straight up historical fiction. Yeah, like no you fantastical beasts or... Kids would think it were boring. It were boring. Yeah. Is it like... Grapes of Wrath or no. Good Earth or something? No. <laughs> and Good Earth. It was a girl and was she a was uh, oral Pearl Asian. Buck. She wasn't Asian. She's not? Pearl Buck. Why? Hey Siri, is Pearl Buck Asian? Okay. I found this on the web for is Pearl Buck Asian. Check it out. Pearl spoke both English and Chinese. She was taught principally by her mother. Hold on. Wait, remember we're on 14. Okay. okay. Pearl Siddenstricker Buck. That's what the S stands for. Well, it has a picture of her as a baby. That's not helpful. Yeah, but all of them are white, her so I'm going to say she's like not Chinese, but she was female. And I do and love Chinese. the good earth. But I read that one kind of more recently. So we're on 14. 12. 14. Does it take place in England? No. Now we're on 15. That's about a guy. Yes. Did this author write other books? or? Yes. And you know one of the other books. That was also adapted into a movie. A movie that you've quoted from time to time. The other one that he wrote. <laughs> this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching my eyebrows go. <laughs> he did this like, weird wiggly thing. Alright, run 16. This is fun. I like this game. Because <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> I'm trying to think of questions to ask about a plot, but historical fiction is lame. Okay. I'm just thinking about you lifting fingers and laughing, like, because my questions never seem good enough when I think of you laughing and raising a finger. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
classics that have been made into movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's not a movie (laughs) or Uh, name of anything. Does the person's last name start with a vowel? No. (laughs) That's a trying question. No. That gets rid of seven. Uh, seven no. letters. You know A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y, it's five. Seven vowels, I'm pretty sure. Would this be religious in tone? So that's kind of a complicated question, which I can answer. Do you want me to answer that? No. Okay, so it's not religious in tone, but he like claims a certain religiosity, which she'll talk about in this. The Pope. No, it's 18. No, that no. doesn't count. Okay, you're on 18 then. <laughs> Is it kind of a romantic marriage dating sort of book? Yes, in some aspects. I would say it's like half romance, half adventure. Adventure. Yeah, I, I needed to throw you something. Gulliver's Travels or something. Nope, that was 20. You can ask some more questions, just a few more. But I'm not going <laughs> like, to But everyone them. over 20 takes your IQ down a little bit. No, it has nothing to do with IQ. The second I say it, you're going to be like, Well, to oh. 20 questions should be uh, clear enough. If I was clever. Clever. Shall I start reading this? No, I want to get it. Does it take place in Asia? No. Does it take place in India? No. Germany? No. Another European country? Yes. France? Yes. Okay, France, but it's not Les Mis. Was the author French? Yes. French authors? Les Mis, Victor Hugo. That's the guy. That's the only guy I know. That's Should I tell you the other book? That, well, that would kind of be a giveaway. It might not. You might not know who wrote that book. Uh, well, don't do it. Okay. so the book that they turned into a movie no don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me well that's what i was trying no but they said they turned this one into a movie too yes yeah both of them two movies yeah and i've seen both movies you've definitely seen the other movie and i don't know if you've seen this one (sighs) i would guess yes but it would be is the movie pg-13 i've never seen the movie but i would say yes i would say it's pg-13 and it's old I don't think they've done a new... I take that back. It's not new, but there's one that they've done, I think, within the past maybe 25 years or so. Why don't I start reading? It was a, no, stop. It's a man. Yes. So I have something interesting to read about the author. I will read this to you. And I Wait, don't think... What? It won't give it away. The author took the surname of his paternal grandmother, Marie Cezette, and then his last name, who was a woman of African descent and a slave in St. Domingue, which is present-day Haiti, and his grandfather was a white Frenchman, the Marquis mm-hmm, Antoine David de la Payeterie, who owned Marie Sasset. Marie Sasset gave birth to so-and-so's father, David de la Payeterie, who was raised on his father's tobacco and coffee plantation in what is now Haiti before moving to France at the age of 14. And his father joined the army and rose to the rank of general at the age of 31, which was the highest rank of any black man in a European army. He's black. Wait, you said he was white. So his grandmother was black, but the rest of his, his grandfather, his father's half, right? And then his mother was white. So by the time he's a quarter, I guess he's a quarter black, but he would never know. So his grandpa was black? No, his grandma. His grandma well, was, was a slave. Who was raised 
race who got the high rank in his the father. Army. Half black. He was half black. Interesting. Yeah. Frenchy. So. Okay. Is the <laughs> if I tell you to read that review, I feel like I've failed. No, okay, I'm gonna read this. You know the plot to this story. I know the plot to this story. Oh wait. I don't even know who wrote this. I cut off her name. Hold oh, on. that's cool. Hold we, on. Don't, we don't care. You don't care? All right, let me try again. You know the plot to the story. I know the plot to the story. It's cultural osmosis. And also, it's completely obvious from very early on that the mad priest with his imaginary fortune will turn out to be sane. And like everyone who dies in this book, will do so conveniently so that Edmund can take his money without a qualm. He then goes on to get revenge on the men who put him in jail under false pretenses. And on literally the last page... Count of Monte Cristo. How'd you know? Because... Is that just your guess? That's the only movie I know where they go... When so they you did get, see the movie. Where, yeah, where he gets sent to prison and then comes out to wreak revenge. Yeah, isn't it Antonio Banderas? Isn't he the Count of Monte Cristo? Oh. Does he? No. Who's Antonio the... Banderas? No, it's... Hold on, let me look it up. I remember just the friend that he Who kills. plays the Count of Monte Cristo in the movie? I think I would not like it. I do not like him as an actor. What? Oh, I... wait. 2002. Is that the one that you're thinking of? You think so, yeah. All right. Let's see who the... I remember the friend guy who's like all like, oh, and then he's like, well, you're going to kill me because I married your wife and put you in jail. Mm. Jim Caviezeli. It would be him, right? Yeah. Why do I recognize him? Jim yeah. Caviezo. Um, Caviezo. Who's the, do- who's the guy that wrote this book? Alexandre Dumas. Okay, I've never even like known you that. have to never the- even known that name. Do you know what the other book is that like? He if wrote? someone said to me Alexander Dumas, like who's he? <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you have a guess on his other? I'll give you a hint. Don't make you're so rude. <laughs> Fix your face. The Scarlet Letter. No, it's the three amigos. Lose. Musketeers. Yes, he wrote that. Uh, in my life thought less about a movie than the three musketeers (laughs) like not thought less like i hated it but thought less like you have not thought about it yeah okay okay i don't feel like such a dork for not knowing that because three musketeers yeah but that's not this book i should have asked is it a candy bar but that's the other book. <laughs> that's not this book. The other one that he wrote is a candy bar. Why would you think? That? I'd be like, yes, it's called Butterfingers. Oh, wait, okay, so oh, wait, I quote. <clears throat> How do I quote? The I was thinking of the three amigos. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line you quote? From D'Artagnan. That? That's the only quote I know from. No, I know you have said something from the three amigos all the time, but yeah, you can't think of what the quote is. No, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Would you say I have a plethora of something? <laughs> Is that from the thing? Yeah. It's Martin Short, right? And yeah, and Steve Martin. Oh, and, Steve Martin. Uh, yeah. Chevy Chase. Oh, my goodness. That's great movie. Classic, yeah. All right, so Not anyway. Dead. He then goes dead. on to get revenge on the men who put him in jail under false pretenses. And on literally the last page, we find out he's supposed to have been doing this from pure religious motives. Even though the priest who gave him the money specifically said, do not use the money for revenge, my dude. (laughs) And and Edmund is like, sure, bro. And then does that because God, I guess. Here's a short list of terrible things about this book. One, the length. It is 876 pages. Why? Why though? (laughs) Two, I have read plenty of hella long books and I don't take exception to length. I take exception to the fact that it's long for no reason. Every chapter is its own short story. Because it was published as a periodical, duh, did you know that? 
Yeah. Where the end of the story is telegraphed from the first sentence of the chapter, like the scene where Andrea is escaping through the chimney, and I sat through it in pain going, I literally hate this chapter. He set fire to his own mother. The outcome is obvious. I don't remember that. What? I am not remotely invested in the outcome. Why are you making me read so much about it? <laughs> what kind of a child would like... I know. My notes on the chapter where Edmund discovers the treasure island is real and makes plans to cart it away say, you never get the sense that anything might have been different. There's treasure never... Treasure island? Yeah, he finds treasure that the priest... Like, you don't remember anything about the movie, do you? <laughs> All I remember is, I'm in prison. I come out, he's married my wife, I'ma kill him. That's it. You never get the sense that anything might have been different. There's never any sense of unease. Monty F. and Christo is basically indestructible. His own deus ex machina. He's a Gary Sue. She talks about that. For every plot difficulty, three. The women. Oh, the women. <laughs> Dumas needs to join the I have never conversed with an actual living woman club, of whom key members include Trollope, Hardy, and Dickens. There's Mercedes, who has no character traits, except she is beautiful. And when she's no longer beautiful, although conveniently widowed, she retires gracefully to die. I take <laughs> I take it because Monty F. and Christo has another love interest by then. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. That love interest is his slave, Haiti, that he bought because he has a habit of buying people. And then it says, <laughs> so what's CF mean? CF, Allie, who gets horrible racist descriptions, including the N-word. She's also like two decades younger than him, but whatevs, I guess. Yay for Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> There's Rita, the bandit girlfriend who kills herself because she got raped to spare her men relations the dishonor, which is like the what? best trope ever, not. <laughs> I don't remember that part either. That's why I'm like, I was, best trope ever I was like, I think I need to revisit this. And then she says, look at this delightful depersonalization from our friend MFC, which is Monty Evan Christo. <laughs> <laughs> a man has carried off your mistress. A man has seduced your wife. A man has dishonored your daughter. This is a pro-dueling argument, by the way. <laughs> Four, people are not described. Their motivations are not described. I keep mixing up Mrs. Danglar and Mrs. Viafor because there's no real difference between them. Five, I know it's a quirk of translating French novels, but the M. de Viafort, Madame de Viafort, Mademoiselle de Viafort was driving me cracked by the end. Mr. Mrs. Miss is fine. <laughs> Six. Edmund is such a poop. I have mentioned that he buys slaves. He's just a crappy human. I had a desire to have a mute in my service. You did what now? <laughs> it's quoted. Seven. Franz just disappears, yet we had to spend endless boring chapters with him in the midsection. Eight. The morals are effed up. Revenge is okay. Slaves are okay. Rampant drug use is okay. Dueling to the death is okay. People publicly knowing about the bad things you did is way not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. The whole thing, basically. <laughs> then she goes on to say, Many gross passages. Here's Debray asking MFC about Haiti. She's his slave, in case you forgot. <laughs> the moment she puts her foot in France, your slave becomes free. Who will tell her? The first person who sees her. She only speaks Romaic. Isn't that terrible? No. This is how he speaks about the woman we are later supposed to believe he sincerely loves after thinking he cannot love again after Mercedes, who is alive and widowed and 39, not 156. <laughs> but I guess her hair is gray now, so ew. He also keeps describing Haiti as unsophisticated in the way she eats or listens to music, presumably because this points to innocence, which these dudes just love in a woman. I cannot even... 
And then this line, women with the features of a virgin. So literally anything because everyone's a virgin till they're not. (laughs) There's such a gross relationship between Albert and Mercedes, wherein he basically fancies her. That filial affection, which is so tender and endearing with children whose mothers are still young and handsome. What? What? WTF? No! (laughs) Albert wants to find such a wife as my father found. Albert needs psychiatric help. (laughs) The one good thing about this novel is Eugene Danglar, who's predictably described as offensively, off-puttingly independent. She elopes with her female music teacher while dressed as a man and goes off to live, presumably happily ever after, as a male presenting musician. She is dope! And that's how it ends. (laughs) That was good stuff, right? Nice, yeah, that was good. Did you want to make a comment about beautiful women? Since we've had a discussion on this recently. When characters in books are in the Bible, (laughs) that's why they have value is because they're beautiful. Well, my thing is beautiful people have different challenges in life than we do. (laughs) Than we do. (laughs) (laughs) We do. (laughs) She has has less of those challenges than I do. (laughs) That's not true. Forgetting about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the media says everyone needs to be beautiful, which you message, your lip before you're like, <laughs> which message we are trying to erase from our children's brains. Yes, with marginal success. But I have been given pause by scriptural stories as well. You thought the scriptures were perfect. The people back then weren't. We're talking about the Hebrew Bible. Not even the people that were writing it. So, story of Esther. I still love that story. (laughs) She saved her people. Yeah, but the whole movie. The whole story hinges (laughs) on her being hot. Like, if she wasn't hot, there would be no story. Yeah, it talks so much. And it talks so much about how hot she is. Yeah, how beautiful she Mm -hmm. is. And then, just recently, we've been studying Job. Job's second set of because Job goes through all these trials and his family dies in a freak hurricane accident and all this stuff. Anyway, so he gets children again. He's like, so righteous and so he's blessed with more children. And these girls are even hotter. Yeah. It goes out of our way to tell us how hot these girls are. And mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want hot children? Everybody wants hot Apparently children. Apparently they did in the Bible <laughs> and even in our day. And look on Beauty Redefined. Beautyredefined.net. Dot org. org. Actually, they changed it. It's more than a body.org now. More than a body. Yeah, so their premise is your body should be used to do things rather than to be seen as an object. So I think they say your body is an instrument, not an ornament. It's better to not compliment anyone on their appearance. Yeah, because, well, and we could go into so many things on this, but... I mean, like, if they get a haircut, you say, I like that haircut. But, like, if they've lost a lot of weight, if you say, oh, you look so great, and they have bulimia... You're kind of encouraging Or that. they lose the weight and then like a year later they gain it back plus some. All they remember is I looked great a year ago yeah. and now no one says anything about my appearance. So clearly I've lost some of my value. So you just need to not look great ever and that's not a problem because people are like, oh, you're, you're still ugly. I will be your friend. <laughs> it's all uh, about personality. That's right. Personality matters. <laughs> Tell someone about why they mean something to you as a person. Or why they've been kind, the things that they've done that... Yeah, their talent. Meaningful compliments that are lasting. Anyway, thank you for coming to episode 40. Why did you... You sighed. You were so sad that I you... I sighed this... that we... That it, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> what? Um, I think it was a combination of us spending so much time me not being smart and also that it's so short. It's not going to be that short. Hancock's out. <laughs>